everyone, and welcome to the All Elite Zone podcast on YouTube and Twitch. Uh, we're here, uh, well, for AEW Dynamite live reaction, but uh, we're here for a special interview with ROH star, uh, wrestled everywhere around the world, uh, Tony Deppen. Uh, he's been in a lot of great technical matches or pure matches, I, I guess. Uh, but he's been all across the world. Uh, it's great uh, having you on, Tony. Uh, as you guys know, this was supposed to be Lady Frost, but, uh, well, her name's Lady Frost, and the weather's bad, so uh, what a coincidence. Um, but thank you, Tony, for uh, taking the time to do this again. Um, so, yeah, uh, I guess I'll go, and then Adam, Lane. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so, my first question is, uh, first, like, how did you get into wrestling? Like, this is probably... Very simple question, first off the bat. But uh, how did you get into wrestling? Um, so, let's see here. I've been watching wrestling since like I, I, I may have watching been been watching wrestling a little bit earlier, but my earliest recollection was probably like ninety one because I was three years old and my dad would take me to shows when WWF would run legit high school gymnasiums, like before they started being what they are now. So, my dad took me to the local high school. We saw that. Uh, with that show, I really don't remember much other than um, Jim Duggan was leaving the building and we were driving and he was in the middle of the road and my brother honked the horn at him and Jim Duggan shot like the nastiest stare ever. So like, but that's like the earliest time the memory I had wrestling that over time. <laughs> what? Yeah. It was, really? Yeah. It was something like this. Uh, that's like the only thing I remember from the show at all. I, I don't know why it's the only thing, but I just Duggan's face shooting back that stare. So, but other than that, like a lot of it was just watching wrestling over time and, you know, growing up, it like, because I'm a product of that, the, the attitude era where everyone and anyone was watching wrestling. Like, you, you'd you go into high school or you go into the elementary class the next day and it was like, yo, did you watch Raw last night? And if you didn't, you were like, wow, what a dork. Yeah, so uh, I wow, actually that, grew that's up. That's a different time for sure. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, uh, Tony, you and I actually grew up watching the same era of wrestling, actually, because uh, I, I grew up watching the Attitude Era as well. And, and I actually got to meet Jim Duggan at a at, at one point. He's the nicest guy oh, uh, yeah. I've ever met. Yeah. Very nice guy. Maybe it's just an off night. I, I don't know, but just he wasn't too thrilled. Mm -hmm. Now, now, Tony, getting into that was your first experience wrestling. Growing up, like, were you in athletics? You know, like, did you do sports? And if you did, what sports did did you take part in? Uh, so I was heavily involved in the sports. Uh, I was the type of person that I would do football in the fall. I would do wrestling, and I, I did wrestling and basketball in the winter. And then I did baseball in the uh, spring. Like I was growing up, I was constantly involved in sports. I wasn't like, it's not like my parents came from a crazy sports or athletic background. It's just something I've always enjoyed doing. And I signed up just because I just, I've always liked to be active. It's, it's still to this day, I'm, I'm going to be 35 and I can't find myself to sit around constantly. So like, but wrestling because like, obviously I like wrestling more than I like basketball and football. I, I like baseball the best, though, but that's another story. But um, I just enjoyed wrestling a lot. I stuck with it until I got to about <laughs> middle school. 
And then I got into a, a weird uh, don't care punk rock attitude lifestyle where I just I wouldn't play sports because I thought it was, you know, uh, like that's what jocks do and nerd and like dorks do. And then I gra- when I was graduating high school, I was like, damn, I wish I would have wrestled longer. <laughs> Uh, Lane, you can go now. I think oh, might be, yeah, Lane might be frozen. <laughs> uh, then, uh, then I'll just ask. Uh, obviously, you, you've wrestled. Yeah, like, use one and, second. My internet's acting up again. Apparently, uh, you've wrestled like yeah. a multitude of companies. And uh, give me a second. From... Go ahead, Aiden. Um, go ahead. I'm going to restart my stuff real quick. Oh, he's. <laughs> He's fighting for his life right now. He looks like he's in a. De- is it the one? In the look, the one in the white. Is that his internet screwing up? No, no, that's me. Orion, those suck. No, but uh, obviously you've wrestled at a multitude of companies: uh, GCW, PWG, RevPro, uh, ROH. Do you have uh, a favorite, or uh, you, you don't have to say if you don't want to? But like, <clears throat> what has been? Uh, one of your better experiences with these companies? Well, I could go down a list of all this. So obviously I'm going to have the, the best experience with GCW. I've actually been with them since day one. So like there's only, there are only three, three or four of us left that are OGs still. And my, my favorite experience is just being able, like I've traveled to almost, I'm, I'm, I'm at, um, I think like 23 states with with those people and at like four different countries and it's just wild that I've I remember wrestling with them in front of 40 people and now we did Hammerstein the show the, the Hammerstein show was fucking awful like everything that went wrong went wrong just because it just like it just had to I guess but I still remember wrestling in front of 45 people and we went to a sold out Hammerstein show like that first match because I was part of the first match and they're counting down to like they're like hey we're going live pay-per-view in like 510 and like and I'm pacing back and forth because they loaded us in the ring before the show started and I'm just like looking at Alex Cologne because he's almost an OG like I am and I'm just like I just like this crazy feeling go through my body's like yo this is fucking wild like nothing will ever like compare to that again to be honest just because like Hammerstein, like it's such a big deal, and for an independent wrestling company to sell out that before we ever announced one match is surreal to me. And then it's just like the other companies, like PWG. I'm gonna be honest; I'll be 100 percent straightforward with a lot of people. My time with PWG was okay, um, and I was not. I'm not a fan of the way they go about things, and I'm not a, and I'm not afraid to say it that uh, the way that they do business with certain people is a pain in the ass, like. They're like, I couldn't do their last show that I was booked on because I, I screwed up my ankle and I couldn't walk. And I messaged the guy who's the owner and I was like, Hey, um, my ankle's completely fucked up. I can barely run. And I don't think I could deliver the type of match you want. And I don't want to water your product down. Never heard from him again. And that's that. And he did to somebody else because somebody could barely walk because they messed up their back. Just, he, just straight up ghosted. Yeah, ghost you if you can't make it because you got injured. Wow, that's crazy to me. Like, and I don't really give a shit if it gets out and people hear about that. Like, I I think it should be noted what? that people, like your 
like people don't care like we're worried about our safety all the time like we most of us have outside lives of wrestling and you're telling me that my body is like not worth like my own time to heal it like you can go fuck yourself at that point yeah, like, totally. i'm fr- like now like don't like and this is it's not directed at, like because i know X, everybody knows excalibur's part of pwg at, point, at certain parts it's not against him at all because i still have a great relationship with him he's fucking fantastic it's just some other people i'm just like dude you know what just the way that you do business i don't really care like i don't need it i i get paid well elsewhere i I'm not struggling for bookings, that's for sure. Like, and I'm not hurting for money, which is good too. So I'm just like, okay, like, but it was cool to do. It, it was like I've been watching PWG since 2006, but other than that, it was a bucket list place at that point. And like Rev Pro, I had a black. I've always Andy, who runs Rev Pro, it takes care of me like crazy, and I love going over there. Minus the worst part is like, we, like so they're not like random independence in the states like they actually run almost throughout the week almost all every week they have a different show and we would run when i was over there we did like a friday a saturday and like a tuesday or something like that and the one night after the show it was me and mac we were driving with andy in this van they went to this hotel and we were all hungry and nothing was open and they're like oh there's a mcdonald's down the street let's just go there and we went there and we rolled up. Everybody was there's people getting food, and we're like, "Sweet, they're open. Let's go." We order. We're trying to order food. We're like, yeah, our systems just went down. You guys can't order anything. Yeah. But the most miserable experience of being there was just because I couldn't eat. For oh anything. no! So pissed. I was like, "Oh, I was like, threw it to a gas station. I got it like a bag of Doritos <laughs> or something." And I, was, Ugh. but I just, I just have a blast working them. And then, like the Ring of Honor stuff, I, I, I loved my time Ring of Honor, and that's why I'm very happy that um Tony still allows me to come in and do the ring of honor stuff. If he, you know, if, yeah, I want, you know, if he completely wants to meet there when they get everything running again, but I did the, the first show back, which was cool. So. Yeah. Thank you for that insight. That was, that was great. Yeah. I, I don't really like, I might piss somebody off with saying that, but I honestly couldn't give <laughs> point because like, what, they're not going to like, they're not going to book me at PWG anymore. And again, so I don't really care. Like, plus I don't okay. want to, I did. I, I got my booking there. I, I did Bola. What else do I need? I don't want to win Bola. I don't want to do that tournament for the money he's going to pay me. Yeah, that's uh, very um, not safe, really. Like you, you are. Eventually, you have to care about a person's health and wrestling. You know. Yeah. Uh, before... I get it. I completely get it. That is that is your prerogative however um i have two kids i have a wife and i own a business you know i'm not gonna break my ankle and then continue to wrestle on it just because like no i gotta i gotta make sure that i make pwg happy you know like my health and well-being is way more important than any company and i don't care how anybody views that as yeah for me as a fan i care about uh like even with uh like uh, like adam cole i cared about his health more than if he ever like Ever stepped the foot in the ring again? Uh, but some promoters, uh, well, I've never been to a PWG show, but uh, from, uh, what you're, from what you're saying, that's uh, I can see, well, like how like fast paced every match is, and want you to deliver a match like that. 
hey, when you can barely walk, it's and and my whole reason behind pulling out was like I don't want to make sure your I don't want to make your product suck because I know PWG yeah. is high standard, and that's all it was. And like, and the fact that I didn't get a, a response to that and stuff like that, I was like, okay, dude. And then I found out I was never gonna be used again. I was like, okay, cool, dude. Like yeah. if that's the games, then I don't need you because you don't need me. It's simple as that. Lane, I believe you were uh, your next. All oh, right, uh, yeah, I think my internet's working fine now. Uh, don't jinx it. Um, so I have a question. So a lot of wrestlers and of course fans do this as well. But um, did you make a uh, New Year's resolution uh, worker list of people who you want to face this year? Um, I've never really done the list thing because, like, I'm I don't I'm not gonna say I'm out of sync with wrestling. That's for sure. But, like, I am not – I don't have my ear to the ground like I used to. Like, I'd always know people and stuff like that. And I just – I think I have more of a, just a bucket list of things. Like, I I remember making a bucket list for um, the Indies years ago, back like eight years ago. And there are a lot of just far-fetched ideas. I'm like, I don't, they'll never happen. And I recently found the book again and I was just going through and I realized I never even checked anything off because I made it and put the list away. And when I went through the list, I checked off almost every single, there's like one remaining. So like, I've never really done like a, a year to year basis. Like I would love to wrestle certain people. I would love to wrestle um, uh, Brian Danielson. That's for sure. Because I think he's fantastic. I would love, I've already wrestled Mox, but I'd love to wrestle Mox again. Um, uh, Takeshka, that'd be a lot of fun to wrestle with him. Obviously, everybody would love at the current moment because of what the news that just got dropped yesterday that um, um, Kodai Bushi is now free agent. So, because yeah. I remember year, in 2009, he came over to the United States for King of Trios in Shikara, and he had a match. It was him, El Generico, I want to say matt jackson and jigsaw i can't remember what jackson was i want to say it was matt jackson maybe no nick i i, I don't remember one of the jacksons i can't remember but they had a four-way shikara king of trios night two and i never saw or heard of code at the time and i watched and that match was the best match I've ever seen live it was wild the fans like i've never been at a like an indie show where the fans were reacting like that and it like go watch it if you find it or if you have or if you have seen it you know what i'm talking about it was just such a great fucking match so like if I would ever get to wrestle him, it'd be like come full circle with me because I just remember viewing that match and thinking, "Damn, like that's what I want to do." Is it? A, is there any chance that that could happen at a spring break this year? I, listen, <laughs> when I find out, I find out the matches that I have with GCW. When you guys find out the matches, <laughs> unless like random, like I remember the one time I wrestled Ishimori. Fair enough. You want to wrestle Ishii more as like absolutely like, but other than that, like I never find out who I'm wrestling. Do you uh, do you prefer it that way with the surprise? You find out when the fans find out. Yeah, I really like the element of surprise. Like I remember when I wrestled Mox. Um, I didn't. I never like because they're like, oh, Mox is coming in, and I was like, oh, it's gonna be so and so. Because like I never get these matches, and I was actually in England working with Rev Pro, and I got a tag. You're like, oh, Tony versus John Mox. I'm like, fuck. They're like, that's awesome. Like, <laughs> prefer the excitement like they did that with me with it was my wrestled masada tanaka as well a couple of ago because i remember saying it's like oh i wonder who's gonna have wrestle masada tanaka because you know i and then joey was like oh maybe you i was like yeah whatever 
And then months down the road, like, oh, Tony and Masada Tanaka. I was like, that's awesome. Because I'm a big ECW fan from back in the day. Like, I used to always watch it. Watching Masada Tanaka and Mike Austin kill each other was such a great experience for me. <laughs> those those chairs and table spots between those two in ECW days were some of my favorite, Tony. So I was so mad because we did a we did the spot where um, he hits me, or I hit him with a chair, he hits me with a chair. And I made sure that I swung that chair as hard as I fucking could. Because, <laughs> like, I want it back. And he came back with a little love tap on me. And I was just like, fuck. And I, like, if I'm getting CT, I'm getting CT from that guy. <laughs> I get in the back and like, I, I don't understand much Japanese, but Hikaru uh, uh, was like, oh, why not hit hard? He goes, oh, he, he's smaller. I don't want to hurt. And I went up to him. I was like, with all due respect, it's like, that's your spot, man. You know, just cave my skull in. <laughs> and I was mad. I wanted to, I wanted to take an awesome <laughs> top rope through a table but he's like i have a really bad shoulder i'm sorry i can't do that i was like well, what if i stand on the top rope and like you come up behind me he's like i'm sorry i'm sorry that was just the mark in me coming out and that and that's perfectly fine it's okay to be a mark i don't really give a fuck sadly it didn't happen so uh my last question is uh i moved the uh roh from the uh pure championship back in 2020 i believe right during the pandemic every match was uh in front of no fans uh I just got through watching that whole series when uh, Honor Club uh, just relaunched and your match against Tracy Williams. Wow. That was probably one of the best matches uh, in that whole tournament for me, I guess. So uh, the pure was the pure wasn't the, the or me and Tracy was not part of the pure. I did with PJ Matthews or PJ Black. PJ Black. PJ yeah. Black. I, I wrestled hot sauce for the type for the TV title. Yes. Yeah. Cause I watched both of them today. Uh, but you went really far in that tournament uh i got first i was first round oh really yeah i think a lot of people think that just because the fact is that i did go on to win the tv title like that like there was some push like so there was in a way that that i was eliminated first round with pj well uh what was your thoughts on uh them bringing back the uh you know the uh roh pure championship and you being in the uh tournament um so at first, like, I'll be 100% honest, when I started watching indie wrestling, uh, I was more of a CZW, IWA Mid-South guy. I like the death matches, so I always, like, gravitate towards that. So a lot of the Ring of Honor stuff, I didn't really, you know, watch much growing up until, like, later. So I wasn't, like, when the pure title came, like, I knew of it and stuff like that, and, like, I know the, le- the, the history behind it. So I was like, okay, cool. Like, you know, like it's just a little notch in my belt there. Like it's like a, like a nostalgic thing to do. And the fact that they asked me originally, so I was, excuse me, I was supposed to be in the, uh, the first one before the pandemic shut down the world. And they're like, oh, well, you know, we're going to have you come in, blah, blah, blah. And like at the time, uh, the guy that who was doing the booking, I can't say his name cause he's redacted at the current moment and for life. Um, He's just like, we're going to bring you in and we'll probably have you signed by July. And I was like, this is awesome. I can't wait. Because I just quit my job not too long ago before that to pursue wrestling full time. And um, then pandemic shuts the world down. I was like, well, there goes my chance at Ring of Honor. And then the guy that uh, booked me, he got canceled. Well, not canceled. He just got you know held accountable for the bullshit that he was doing. So I was like, well, there goes my end. I'm completely fucked at the moment. So... And August okay. around and delirious messages me because, you know, everyone knows he's the booker now. 
And he's like, hey, do you still want to be part of the pure tournament? I was like, hell yeah. I was like, this is awesome. And I went in and like, I thought the match was okay that I had with PJ. PJ wrestles a more TV style wrestling and I love PJ. Great guy. He's just, just that's the style he likes wrestling. That's the first time he wrestled in a very long time as well. Like I was very fortunate because I was wrestling with GCW on outside shows. So I, I had ring time and I had my ring rust off comparative to everybody else. But I was like, okay, you know, that was fun. I got eliminated first first round, and then I did another match. It was me, like during that taping settings, we it was like me, Wheeler, and um, Dak Draper. Yeah. They, I was just like, oh, you know, that was pretty good. And then they asked me back, and I was like, oh, that's a good sign. So, and then everything just kept like I just stayed there for so long, and then they closed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so sticking with uh, Ring of Honor, Tony. Um... Uh, we're we're gonna go a sad route here. Uh, we lost probably one of the most influential tag team um, wrestlers, as well as influential in Ring of Honor, in Jay Briscoe, um, recently. And you being part of Ring of Honor, um, was there any point that you got to interact uh, with the Briscoes or Jay in general uh, with your time at uh, Ring of Honor? Oh, absolutely. Uh, when people say that, like, when you hear a lot of people online say, like, that their personality and, like, they're very friendly to people, that that's that was no bullshit. Like, um, I, at first, when we did the Pure Tournament, I didn't get to meet them because it was very strict on how we did the matches. Like, we would do, like, you would have a time slot for you to come and do your match. You would do the match, and then they would bust you right back out. Like, you weren't allowed to stay and watch matches. You literally, you were there for the duration of your match, and that was it. So... I didn't really get to see them. And then over time when, uh, so I think maybe the first time I saw it, maybe when I did final battle that year, just the nicest people possible. And they'd always just talk to, they talked to everybody, be super sincere, nice, great people. And then, uh, I won the TV title and I think I was sitting there in the lobby talking to PCO. Like, I believe that's who it was. And all of a sudden I hear like, Oh yeah, congratulations champ. And it's, it's about uh, Jay and like, he like that was the first time I had like a real interaction with him, and he just sat there and like he congratulated me, like you deserve it, man. I'm so proud of you, and blah blah blah. I was just like, damn, it's like this is Jay Briscoe. I've been watching that dude since he was like 16 years old, and I'm just like, this guy just came in, like and congratulated, said he was proud of me, like that's awesome. And then over time, like they started doing GCW shows and like all that stuff, and uh, then I forget what Ring of Honor show it was, but uh, my son came to the first show that we had live. I think it was Best in the World. And I introduced Jay to my wife and, you know, he's like, oh, hi. And then I introduced my son and my son was about a year at the time. And Jay sat down, had a full blown conversation with my wife and my son for about 15, 20 minutes. And then every time I saw him on the GCW shows, he'd be like, oh, how's your family? You know, how's your, how's the little one? How's your wife? And they, I, cause they would fly, uh, we'd fly to the same airport cause they're, they live in um, Delaware. And I lived in Harrisburg, which is like lower Pennsylvania. So like we both fly out of Maryland. So we'd always have the same flight. He's like, oh, I'm getting ready. He's like, and we'd, we'd have like a, a 11 a.m. flight coming home from L.A. Or a 11 at night flight coming home from L.A. So we get home at like 4 in the morning, 5 in the morning, something like that. Something like that, some crazy time like that. And he's like, oh, yeah, I land. I'm going to drive straight home. And I'm going to my daughter's cheerleading practice or game or competition i was like dude you're like you're gonna sleep he's like oh yeah maybe maybe he's like wife wife will let me sleep i'll have a few beers i'll be good <laughs> so i was like i was like i was really bummed when when i heard the path i was um i remember i was at the gym and i saw 
local people because I'm not far from Delaware. So I, I got I got a lot of indie wrestlers from Delaware. And I saw a lot of people like, oh, I, I hope this isn't true. I hope this isn't true. Like nobody's saying names. And I would I went to Twitter. It's like, okay, well, I don't see anybody's name. So it's it might and, and this isn't like being rude to somebody else because nobody's life means more. But like it was somebody I didn't know. Apparently, that's what I thought because I'm not seeing anything on Twitter. So I was like, okay, whatever, you know. And I'm like, I'm giving my kids a bath with my wife, and I'm, we're just talking, and I see Tony Khan's tweet, and I just like, and I go, what the fuck? And my wife's like, what's wrong? And he's like, what the fuck? And she's like, what? 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 I was like, Dave Briscoe died, and like, we just got silent. She just starts crying, and because he, she's like, he's such a great freaking person. I was like, yeah, I know. And like, and like, I, it's not like I was hanging out with him or we were best friends, but we were, we talked all the time. We saw each other, and then like. I don't normally drink during the weekdays. And I just like, I said to my wife, after we kids, but I'm like, you know, I need a beer. It's like, I'm just like, like, that's just, that's, I'm like, that's just hit me really hard, especially like that he's with his kids. Man. Yeah. Thank you for, for sharing that. That, uh, man, you're making me tear up over here. Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, it's, it's nice, uh, like, hearing good things about you know people who you're gonna always perceive as good people but it's nice to always like hear how great they were yeah and it bothers me with the whole internet going after him because of comments he made over a decade ago and you know like i understand some people don't change and but the people that don't change but they're trying to say they change just to you know get back into the swing of things like just make sure you know that you know, to save their own ass, they have to constantly apologize in, in like ways that it's just like you're trying hard. But like, I remember uh, their thing about with Jay, like he, he when he like I, I'm not a religious person by any means. I, 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 but I don't care what people believe in, and I respect everybody's opinion on it. But um, he was somebody was saying like, oh, um, when Jay asked about it, when they asked Jay about it, he's like, listen, he's like, when I made those comments years ago, he's like, I thought I was following the the Lord's word. He's like, but then over time, I realized that those words that the Lord was saying was not right. And I realized he was wrong. And for somebody who is religious to admit that their God is wrong, that that shows that you're changing and that you're you're willing to change and change your views and realize that, you know, you fucked up. Like, it's OK to admit you fucked up. And he did it in a, a, a way and people refused to let him live it down. Sad. Very well said. Thank you for that. Um, I just I have a quick question. Uh, is there like a mental fatigue? You, you talked earlier about like a physical fatigue with your uh, your fucked up ankle. You were saying, but uh, is there a f- mental fatigue to being on the road and away for family and friends for so often? Yeah, that's a that's one of the biggest things for me. Like, cause I'm not signed anything, so I'm like I'm just constantly. I have to constantly be gone, like gone three four days a week, and just like and like a bit another big like mental fatigue thing is just like, so like I said, I was supposed to be signed to ring of honor when I first knew like, Oh, by July you'll be signed. And I was actually supposed to be signed there by like three times over the course of two years. They kept saying it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And it never came, you know? And like, I'm busting. I've been doing this for um, 16, 17 years almost, you know? And th- that happened. And I remember it was just like, or like they kept saying you're gonna sign, you're gonna sign, and then uh, AEW started doing a lot of the dark stuff down in Orlando during the or no, yeah, Jacksonville during the pandemic, and people were getting signed out of there, and people were like, "Oh, Tony, why don't you go to London?" I'm like, 
no, I'm dedicated to Ring of Honor. You know, they promised me, they promised me, you know, like I'm, I'm sticking with them. I'm sticking with them because like I love Ring of Honor because I, I truly did. I love the people I was around. I, I loved what they're doing. Like, I just I just loved it. And then Ring of Honor shuts down. I'm just like, like, fuck, man. Like I literally wasted the past two and a half years of like trying to get signed. And now like I've got nothing. And like that was really demoralizing towards me. And like I just remember like thinking like, should I just stop wrestling? Because like, you know, at the current moment, AEW had a big roster and WWE were making cuts left and right. I'm like, yo, these people are like, you know, they've got more star power than I do. So like, what should I do? And then like having kids and stuff like that, I'm just like, shit. Like that, that was a big thing. I'm like, well, did I let them down? And did I let my wife down who, who pushes me very hard and supports me a lot to continue to do this? Cause I'm not like some 25 year old kid. I'm going to be 35. And I just didn't know what to do. Cause I remember going when all the ring of water kept saying, Oh, we're going to sign you. We're going to sign you. My wife and I were struggling a lot because, you know, pandemic sort of fully didn't like leave up and we couldn't wrestle as much. And somebody's like, oh, Ring of Honor's going to sign you. My wife's just, I'm, I'm just like, I, I'm like, I don't care. I'm like, I'm tired of struggling. And my wife's just like, no, just, just stick with this. She's like, just, just stick with it, please. Just, you, you know, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's like, so that, and then Ring of Honor shut down. And that just weighed in the back of my head. It's like, wow, that sucks. <laughs> so like, that was like really mentally draining to the point where I'm like, should I just stop wrestling? And, and the only reason it was because my wife kept saying to go again and thanks to Bryce, uh, which I love that guy to death because I've known Bryce for a couple years because we're from the same area and I did Shikar a lot. And he actually helped invest in my brewery. And the one day he asked if he could host trivia. And I was like, yeah, sure, because I was doing wrestling trivia. I was like, no problem, no problem. And we were talking. It was when AEW was getting ready to start doing um, Dark in Philly and Baltimore and all those other places. It's like, hey, Tony, um, three months we're doing Philly in baltimore i was like cool he's like yeah i'm telling you for a reason he's like get he's like start getting stuff going again i told my wife that and she's like okay let's do it and i just started doing it more and you know now i'm continuing i just got back from dark tapings saturday or sunday so and i'm continuously doing it it's being able to help me support everything and keep afloat you're talking about uh bryce drinsberg correct Yes, yes, Bryce. Bryce I, love, I love Bryce. Uh, he was on this podcast uh, yeah, last year. He's, he's a very great guy, uh, Bryce is. Yeah, I've never had a bad – every time I see him, he's like, oh, send, you, send my love to your wife and your kids because, like, he knows them too. Like, it's – like, that. He, he's, like – he always has my back, and that's what I love about him. Like, he's not a – He's not a person in wrestling where like oh, I got um, you know I got your backup Jack and then you ask him to get your back and like nah man I'm sorry I'm good <laughs> like a lot of people I do know at AW they they do have my back like like honestly I'd I'd like to say if it weren't for Mox I probably wouldn't have done the first Ring of Honor show because I I wrestled him in July and then I was in Detroit for GCW because it was running well I was I was going to Detroit because GCW was running there. Thursday, but this local company like, hey, we want to use you, and you know it'll be cheaper for us to get you here instead of flying you there and back with GCW. So they flew me in Tuesday to wrestle. So then I was like, fuck it, I'm like, I'm just gonna hit up AEW and do uh, do some extra work to get an extra payday. So I'm like, I'm walking around the back, and I saw Mox. It's the first time I saw him since my match, and we're just talking. And then Tony Khan walks by, and uh, Mox like, hey, 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 Tony, this is Tony. 
And then Tony Khan's like, oh, I'm Tony too. That's funny. I'm just like, yeah, yeah cool, whatever. And he goes, oh, wait, you're Tony Depp. And yeah. <laughs> like, oh, well, he's like, I, you know, I kind of want to, I'm doing this Ring of Honor thing. You heard about it, right? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, would you like to be part of it? And I was like, absolutely. He's like, okay, get with uh, so-and-so and we'll set something up. So if Moxton introduced me to him, I probably want to be on the first Ring of Honor show. Crazy how like your connections uh, really make a difference in wrestling. That, that's awesome to see that the, you wrestle Moxley and then you meet Tony Khan and get involved with that. that that's awesome. Um, yeah. When you're um, like when you're doing like the like the dark tape. Sorry. No, I just say it's probably I guess based off my personality. So I guess. Like they like me or something. <laughs> you have a very oh. uh, driven personality, just at least from. Um, just a little bit we've uh, been talking. Um, so how is it like starting your own business and like starting your brewery? How did, how does that, like, how do you balance that with wrestling? Like how do you, how does those two come together? So I start my buddies and I were homebrewing in like 2017, 2018. And we're just doing a lot of homebrew competitions and we we're doing very well and in placing them and such. So we just, and we would do festivals and we were like, when are you guys opening? And we're like, oh. and my friend got super drunk one night. He's like, yo, I applied for L. <laughs> man <laughs> i was like okay i was like let's 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 do this so now there are three of us and thankful that my other partner realized that i'm pretty busy so they man manhandle a little stuff but now we're getting ready to open a second location that's closer to my house so i'm gonna be doing a lot of that and i really couldn't tell you how i can juggle any of it <laughs> i just i just i'm fine i'm i'm a person that doesn't need a lot of sleep and i like to be active <laughs> So follow up with that with your brewery. Well, congrats what, on the second location. Yeah, what's yeah, what's what's your kind of what's your go-to? Are you like a stout guy? Are you an IPA? Like, um, what's your taste? I used to love like I still like IPA, but when before we opened, I was just like I would drink IPAs all the time. And then after we opened, my one buddy that owns in the brewery, he's like, "Hey, one day when you open, you guys like we we just drink uh, pilsners and lagers now." I was like, "Oh my god, you guys sound so pretentious now saying that like oh, the, the cool." Stuff not in and we open and i'm just like give me the pilsner or lager <laughs> i still like ips i like i'll drink everything anything but <laughs> i normally go towards an, a lager or, or a pilsner or a lighter beer so uh my next question uh well adam stole my question now uh, with jay briscoe but uh uh like that was a very great uh Thing to ask uh, i love your response to that uh i guess well you know, my next question is uh on uh look action and uh you you went against him a lot before he was in even in uh AEW. uh i don't want to spoil anything but uh as you mentioned you uh were in uh florida for the uh dark taping uh, like what's it like working with action Andretti and now seeing him you know beating chris jericho on his first television match yeah, so um, I wrestled him in Maryland. I don't, I don't know how long ago it was, in, but we wrestled. We had a singles match, pretty good match from what I remember. It's on, it's on YouTube. It's in a full match form or music video, music video form if you want to watch. And I came home one day. I was running a little late coming home because I always try to watch AEW when it starts. And I walk in and then I'm just like, I walk in and look at the TV. He's like, wait a minute. Like that action and ready. I'm like, what the? Because he would go to a lot of GCW, like he'd do a lot of GCW shows at the time too. So like, I I was very familiar with him. It's like, is that Andretti? I was like, what the fuck? I was like, oh, that's cool. I was like, he'll lose probably like a minute. 
and then he won. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and then, you know, and now he's doing a lot of cool stuff. And we, um, I was at the tapings for Dark last month too, and we were just talking, and he's just like, yo, this is wild to me. He's like, it's gonna get wilder, dude. It's like you went from. You know, just doing a lot of the East Coast stuff. I'm like, and I could be all over. I was like, so I'm like, but congratulations on that. And we like, it was funny because like I was going down there this weekend. I was like, oh, it'd be cool if I wrestle him again. And uh, yeah. that's, that's what I did. <laughs> is, is it uh, cool if I take the next question? Yeah, go ahead, Aiden. Uh, so earlier yeah, you said... Earlier, you said that before you had kind of gravitated towards deathmatch wrestling. You talked about CC, uh, CC, CC. Oh my gosh, I cannot talk right now. What is your favorite? I was just gonna ask, what's your favorite deathmatch? And what is a match you would recommend to someone uh, who isn't really too deep in the deathmatch scene like myself? It depends which way you want to work it, like, way if it's a deathmatch, but it, it technically isn't. But Samoa Joe versus the Necro Butcher. If you have never watched it on YouTube and watch it because it is great. In every way, shape, or form. Um, so there's a backstory before behind that because uh, Necro wrestled um, at Shakar and he wrestled Matt Turner and uh, some Anthony Franco, and they were Joe slash uh, CM Punk students. Uh, coming this is years ago, and I think they're like one. They're actually the last of Punk students, if memory serves me correct. And like I've known uh, Turner for a very long time because he's from my area. And the, and Necro beat the shit out of these kids, like you know, just was pummeling the fuck out of them. And Joe, whew, Joe can't watch it because <laughs> Joe beats the shit out of them. And Bryce is the ref, actually, too. Bryce has hair in it too. Wow, <laughs> bad match. Like it's not per se a hardcore match. Wow, that's legit one of my favorites. It was like 2006 or some shit like that. It was great. It was fucking amazing. But like one of my favorite death matches would be like um, Necro Butcher versus Toby Klein at 2003 King of the Death matches uh, for IWA Mid South. Like the there's, there's one part where Necro's sitting outside the ring on his knees, and Toby Klein throws a VCR at his head, like from the ring, <laughs> and just the side hits Necro in the head, and it makes the worst thud. Like that's why I love the match. So I couldn't tell you what happened in the match besides that part. But those two matches, I'd recommend the shit out of them. They're, they're especially the oh. Joe, Joe. It's awesome, like every way, shape, or form. If you like stiff wrestling, and you want to see a guy take a power slam on his head, that's that's the match for you. And how you take a power slam on your head is beyond me. <laughs> okay, then I'll have to I'll add that to my watch list, and I'll probably watch that tonight. It's on. So. It's yeah, same. Everything's on YouTube now, so I guess you can watch it. Um, Tony, you've been part of all these, you know, uh, different promotions. Um, and, you know, uh, one of my favorite shows to listen to in the morning is Busted Open. And my favorite stories are Bully Ray talking about the boys in the back. Um, uh, you know, out of all these promotions, like, do, do you feel there's, you know, that there's, you know, every locker room you go into, there, there's some sense of, hey, you know, hey, we're in this together. Um, you know, we got your back no matter where you go. Um, kind of like guidance with each other. Or, you know, when you're, you know, you told your stories about Duggan and Jay, are there, you know, legends in pro wrestling that have given you that advice to to kind of further your career with? Um, so right now, like as it goes down, like it's like I'm one of the oldest people in the indies that's not like an old WWE guy or something like that. But um, I feel like a lot of people <laughs> 
because I'm I'm in, I'm like 35 and all these she's like 21, 22. So like they'll be asking me for advice or they'd be you know and this and that. And for a while, GCW would uh, make me room with the kids that are like 20, 21. I was like, yo, why the fuck are you doing? That? Like kids are <laughs> they're close to my son's age almost and mine. Like what the hell? And they're like, well, we're doing it because like you know you could look after, and make sure nothing happens. I was like, I get that. And and like I remember. Cause you were saying about like somebody offered me advice about something. I remember I was posting something on Twitter and um, Chris hero messages me and he goes, Tony, don't be saying that shit. He's like, I get why you said it. He's like, but look at this this way. He's like, right now you're one of the, the, um, the leaders in the independent wrestling scene and the locker room. He's like, so these kids are going to look up to you and what you post and they're going to see that, that it's okay to post that. And they're going to continue to be like that. And it's going to put, resting in a very bad thing he's like just he's like can you please delete that and don't say stuff like that and it wasn't anything derogatory it was just like uh, it was a view it was like my view on wrestling or something like that and i was like okay like i can't i wish i could remember what it was but he's just like he's like just just be a leader and now there'll be times i see somebody post something and i'll reach out to him I was like hey man like don't don't post that like you know people are gonna look up to you about that and they're gonna start following that type of situation and it's gonna make things way worse and they're like oh i get what you're saying so like I, I'm more mindful now and like if I'm posting like just my opinion on wrestling and stuff just because I'm like okay I don't want I, I don't want to be one of those guys that get over online because like I had no, no I don't talk I don't I haven't blocked and but like Vince Russo and Disco and uh, Jim Cornette like I, I don't care like I'm not gonna be one of those guys like I hate those people that have to constantly like interject themselves into that just to cause some uh, some bullshit so they can get people to talk about them. I don't want to do that. I want to, I want to, I want to wrestle and have fun and enjoy my time while I can and make money. And a quick follow-up question. If that's I wish okay. a lot of people. Uh, so for that, Tony, uh, you know, we mentioned action Andretti. Is there someone, uh, one of the young kids that you, that, you know, you mentioned your, your mentor or, you know, you have to oversee, is there anyone else on the independent scene? Some of these young kids that, you know, wrestling fans like us, could look forward to for the future for their career like is there anyone out that there you just saw a match of theirs and you're like wow this this kid's gonna be really good there's a a lot as a promise like so like we have our finger on every single drop of wrestling like we can get it anywhere the drop of a hat so everybody's seen everything almost and like it's hard to say because like i said we we already know and everybody like with gifts that go viral quick and like kids starting so young. Like I really like Jordan Oliver and I wish somebody would give him the respect that he deserves. Cause he put, he's got himself in phenomenal shape. He, he cares about wrestling and he's only 21, I think something like that. And he constantly wants to get better. He's always like him. And I always discuss, like he'll watch my match and I'll watch his match or we'll tell each other the way our match is going to go. And we'd be like, Oh, that sounds great. That sounds great. Or that may not sound great. Like I, I wish more people had a mindset of Jordan there. He just like, he, even if he's not going to get signed, which I, if he doesn't get signed at, in some point of his life, then it's bullshit. But if he doesn't, like if he doesn't get signed, he still wants to be the best he possibly can be. Like, but like, I don't know any wrestlers that really stand out my head. Like, wow, like he's going to be a force to be reckoned with because every single time I've made that suggestion, it ended up happening to people. And like, I'm very happy to happen. Like I'd say to Brett, like I remember uh, years ago, I wrestled Lee Moriarty in a random Pennsylvania town. And I was like, yo, Brett, I was like, you need to bring Lee Moriarty to GCW. And he's just like, mm. just pretty much no sold me. 
And then he had a really good match with Alex Shelley, AIW. And then Brett's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to bring him in. I was like, yeah, I, I only kind of said that. Like, how long ago? <laughs> <laughs> so I've seen... Uh, wow, that's a... Comment. Small world. Yeah. Uh, yes, last comment uh, by Ethan. Uh, if you chose a OG ECW guy, I'm assuming, to go against in their prime, who would it be? Oh, um, probably because I fucking love this guy so much, Jerry Lynn. If I ever heard anybody say anything bad about Jerry Lynn, I'm fighting you Ooh, on this. That would be a good match. <laughs> I fucking love Jerry Lynn. He is the nicest human being in the world. Like, my brother's favorite <laughs> restaurant, Lynn. And I remember meeting Jerry for the first time. And uh, he came to the GCW in Chicago because AIW or AEW is there too. And um, he. He's like comes up and he starts talking to me. And he has a little booklet, like he was like you know writing down notes of the match, and we were just talking. And I was like, "Hey, um, you're my brother's favorite wrestler. Can I like get a picture with you and like send it to him?" He's like, "I'm your brother's favorite wrestler out of everyone." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." He's like, "Hey, I'll tell you what." He's like, "Give me your phone number." He's like, "When your brother's birthday comes up, he's like, I'll call your brother and wish." <laughs> And like, and Jerry's been my last weekend. Jerry was my coach for all weekend of uh, wrestling. And like, and I was very happy with the advice he gave me. And I couldn't be more happy to actually be able to learn from him because I think he he was always one of the best. And the fact is that he's just a freaking great person. Uh, so Jay, humble. It's an awesome to hear. Tony rules. Uh, thanks for watching, uh, Jake. And I guess Tony does rule. Uh, I definitely recommend going and seeing Tony Deppin's matches. Uh, no, as Adam said, it's all over YouTube. So, is it cool if I take this next question? Yeah. Okay then. Uh, so, obviously, you've had a multitude of other dance partners in the ring, but who do you feel yeah, you've yeah. had the best chemistry with? And is chemistry something that's more naturally occurring, or is it something that you really just get from repetition? Kind of like a, you know how your teammate wants the ball if you're playing basketball. So the best chemistry I've had will probably be a person nobody's really heard of, uh, but I, I, I wish more people did, but he's older now. He just doesn't care, but it's unbreakable Andy Harner. He did stuff, a couple stuff for Dragon Gate USA. He did CZW back in the day, but that dude is, he, he looks like the least athletic person in the world, but he's the most athletic. Like he actually like a uh, fun story. He actually, uh, so Pac, Adrian Neville or whatever you want to call him uh, was, a backyard wrestler. And he was part of this uh, backyard forum back in the day called the BYW Link. And he would watch Andy Unbreakable Andy Harner do flips. And he taught Pac how to do flips via instant message. He was like, yo, this is how you do this. This is how you do this. This is how you do this. Because Andy, Andy was doing shooting star leg drops in like 97. So, like standing ones. <laughs> so, like, he taught Pock how to do what he did and I like I every time I, I want to I have yet to talk to Pock because I like I, I don't feel like when I'm in the AW locker room that's like I don't think I can because I'm like I'm still I'm just the, I'm the extra work technically but one of these days I'm gonna be like yo uh Andy Harner says hi or Anarchy Andy because I was his back here and he was like Anarchy Andy says hi because I, I, I just want to see his reaction to it but Andy is somebody I had I have the best chemistry I've ever had with him and I would have the most insane matches together. And this was back in like 90 or no, 2002, 
12 and 2011, we just the most insane matchups. And then we, that's actually how I got over with the, the owner of GCW. He told me like 2015 had a match with Andy Harner. The guy was just, he has zero fucking charisma. <laughs> and I tell him all the time, but his athletic ability, his mind for wrestling is always amazing. Like, and him and I, like you were asking, like, is, is chemistry like organic or is it repetition? It's, it's organic. If you have, if you're in the ring with someone with no chemistry, your chances of you getting chemistry with that person down the road is very unlikely. Like you just don't click. You just, your minds don't like mesh the same way, but like everything about the way Andy and I clicked with our minds, like, cause he was super spotty and super creative and I could construct matches better than he could. So like we just balanced each other out so well with it. And just, there, there's a few music videos of him, like the matches him and I did. And we were doing these matches in front of like 45, 50 people. Like we were just going off the walls because we we never thought we were going to make it anywhere. We or I wish he would have continued because he would have done something, but I never thought I was going to go anywhere. I just wanted to wrestle for the fun of it. I was, like, I was making no money ever, so I was like, "Fuck this! I'm just going to go do these cool moves." And then one day I'm just going to stop wrestling, <laughs> and now I'm here. So, uh, well, well, uh, so, I want seeing two um, wrestlers fight after. Get down with this one. Uh, Ethan says, uh, as, I once seen two wrestlers fight after a PWG show at PWG show after the show over a lady. Of course. Well, uh, hopefully it wasn't sunny. <laughs> well, that was a uh, definitely unique question, Ethan. <laughs> So when you're on the road and you pull up to a gas station or a truck stop, uh, what is your go-to snack? Like, what is your go-to snack combination? Flaming hot shoes. I eat that shit for breakfast. I got fun and only two. And obviously, like, the, I don't bang. Bangs taste like ass, but like C4 energy drinks. But, but like, and like, I try to eat pretty good to begin with, like, because I have bad tendencies of drinking a lot of beer. So like I try to factor in that, and I eat healthy and drink bad. <laughs> is that the trade-off of running a brewery? <laughs> same, same. Here. It is a big trade-off. You're like, you have all this access to beer at any given time. Like, well, I'm gonna drink a lot of this, and but I managed to stay in shape, so I'm not complaining. So well, yeah. Uh... Do you have a uh, wrestling named beer library? Uh so we have a few. We have a we had a Jushin oh, Thunder sorry, Liger. I was asking. Do you have a yeah. like a a, th- a a name beer? And we had Jushin Thunder Lager. <laughs> so sexual chocolate, you know, Mark Henry. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like that one. I know we've had a few. I know we have a few other ones in the in the work. Oh, we did a um. The Mega Sours Collide instead of the Mega Powers Collide, you know, explode, you know, from WrestleMania 5, the best WrestleMania ever. Um, we have a, a lot. We have my friend and I have a list of uh, wrestling beer names that we're just like, okay, we're like, it has to be right to use it. Like, we're just like, okay, we won't use this one right now. We'll use it down the road. Does that uh, sexual chocolate uh, beer come with a hand koozie? I wish. <laughs> 
<laughs> the storylines I've ever seen in pro wrestling was birth to a hand. So Bryce, because Bri- Bri- called the Bryce right. So, <laughs> well, uh, yeah, it's uh, until in uh, for Dynamite. Uh, we always used to have we we always like to have a special guest an hour before Dynamite. Uh, it was great having you on, Tony. Uh, thanks again for this last minute. Uh, switch up, uh, but uh, we got to talk about a lot of uh, different things. Uh, but I guess I'll go for one more question. Uh, for the uh, to close this out, uh, I seen a clip today that you did a tornado DDT off of a minivan. That's one of the most unique things I've ever seen. I haven't seen anyone do that. Uh, it's like, what was how did that even happen? Like. Um, that was through, uh, on point wrestling and yeah, I just, uh, it was the one wrestler's van, the cameraman's van. I was just, I was joking about it. He's just like, yeah, you could do that. I was like, okay, cool. And I actually had the ref drive the van. <laughs> and I had a lot of people, I had a lot of <laughs> like, you make a wrestler look so fucking stupid. The ref's driving the van. I was like, <laughs> like, first of all, like when you think about it, wrestling's kind of weird to begin with. Like. So you're telling me that I can grab a guy by the arm and throw him into the ropes? Where does that make sense? Come on. A lot of wrestling doesn't make sense, but you just got to enjoy it. Shut off that filter in your brain and shut the fuck up. Like, I know the ins and outs of wrestling because I've been doing it for so long. <laughs> I can, like, I can watch stuff that, like, I'm like, okay, that's not right. That's not right. But guess what? I'm not going to enjoy wrestling. I shut it off in my brain. I just enjoy it. Like, too many, like, and nothing against, like, y'all, like, but so many fans like think that they, they know every in and out working and they just want to constantly overly critique it instead of enjoying it. Just enjoy it. Why, why are you critiquing it? You don't watch movies and be like, well, maybe if the actor would have done this or, or the actor did this wrong. Shut up. You don't know what acting is because I don't even know what acting is. Like the, the people know that the best are the people that are getting paid lots of money to do it. Just enjoy it. Like there's no reason to be that way. I don't I, I never understood it. And, and honestly, Tony, I think that's the best way you put it because I've said uh, numerous times with everybody here that wrestling fans are just when they get online, it's toxic, um, and there's bickering, and they can't, they can't, they can't just enjoy the product. <laughs> no, um, and and what how you just summed it up sums it up completely. Um, what I've been trying to get across on this podcast and to everybody is is show you the product. I, I mean, it doesn't matter what product you watch enjoy it. Don't critique it. I mean, cause you guys also have lives and you know, you guys are, are there to just entertain people and literally put your bodies on the line. Yeah. And, and like a lot of people are just like, I always feel like, oh, I, I love professional wrestling. I love professional wrestling. And then you see them like, well, I hope AEW fails. Why? You don't love wrestling then. Yeah. It, it, that, that makes no sense to me. Like, I don't, I, I truly don't get it. Like, for a while, there was times where I was overanalyzing everything and there's somebody doing it. I would like, I was finding myself extremely burnt out about wrestling. And now I just shut it off in my brain. I was like, I'm just going to enjoy this. Like, I, I don't see the point of it anymore. And like, it's going to make me not love wrestling anymore. And if you just want to watch something to critique it, then fucking either get into the wrestling business or fucking do something productive with it. I don't know. Like, go to wrestling school, find out that you might be wrong. Yeah. Uh... I, I truly don't get it. Like, just enjoy the product and shut the fuck up. 
<laughs> like you could say, yeah, I didn't like that. But <laughs> Amen, brother. Amen. Testify. They did this. No, you're just like, oh, I didn't. I personally didn't like that because guess what? I don't like fucking blue cheese on my my wings, but my <laughs> wife does. I like ranch. I don't think she's a heathen for it. I'm just like, okay, <laughs> not what I like. It's it's easy. I don't I don't I don't watch Harry Potter movies because I don't like Harry Potter. It's it's quite simple. It's a crazy con uh, concept, I guess, for some people, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just because I'm older. You, you are spitting ranches better than I blue cheese. I'll that, stand though. by that. I'm, I'm a ranch person. I, I actually have wings. My wife went and got me wings because we got kicked out of that wing place because my kids were involved. <laughs> they got me downstairs, and I'm going to eat some ranch <laughs> on my wife. Oh, no. With celery. Well, uh, With celery. You know, the last part, because uh, that was the best part of the uh, entire thing. Uh, I feel like myself, uh, I've gotten burnt out with wrestling a little bit. Uh, I have uh, refereed in the past. Uh, I still do off and on. Uh, and a lot of people, I guess, fans who haven't really, you know, been in a wrestling environment or anything, they they think that they felt that they've been involved, but really they've just been watching from home or. You know, just they think since they watch so much, they can they know ins and out. Like I've watched thousands yeah. of hours of movies. I don't know shit about it. I don't know. Yeah. I couldn't tell you a good actor from bad bad actor. That's what I like. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, again, this is my last time. Uh, thank you for coming on, Tony. Uh, uh, as you guys, as I mentioned, Lady Frost was supposed to be on here, but due to cancellation, uh, we got a phenomenal guest in Tony Deppin. Uh, but yeah, thank you for being on here. We look forward to having you on in the future. Thank you all for having me. I had a blast talking. It was it was excellent meeting you. It was awesome to hear everything you've you've had to say. Yeah, like, great, I, I'm pretty stories. I'm a pretty much open book when it comes to all that stuff. I don't really I'm not going to be rude, but I'm always going to like just have no filter with stuff. Like, okay, well, if somebody fucked me over, I'm going to say something. I'm not going to be like, well, he's a fucking dickhead. I was like, well, I don't like him. As simple as that. Uh, Tony, before you leave, before you leave, where can everybody find you on social media? Um, so obviously, uh, Twitter on Tony underscore Deppin. I have an Instagram. It's Insta Deppin. Uh, I do have a Facebook. It's under my real name, but don't even request because I probably won't add you because that's literally personal things from like that's it's my real name. My real name is wrestling anyway. So, but I try to keep the I try to keep a big difference there because I just. <laughs> I don't do a lot of wrestling talk on there. Yeah. Gotta have that split. Yeah, I, I need, I need the man. break. Hey, appreciate you again. No problem. Hope, like I yes, said, thank uh, you for having me. Hope you can make it out to Texas to do a couple of these shows down here. I've been to Texas a few times. Dallas, mainly. Yeah, hope. Yeah, that's about the woods. So hopefully next play, uh, I'll uh, stop by and hopefully. Yeah, and I'll make sure to uh, stay uh, stay on top of your social media, Tony, so I can see when you come to Florida to do some shows too. Awesome. I I'll probably I know Florida should be relatively soon because I, I was like I said I know I know what my schedule is and I know what we're supposed to be doing. So I think I think in the next couple months. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you guys again. Sweet, Have a great night. Awesome. Thank you, Thanks Tony. So much. You, you too. See you.